The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ruta Lee is an iconic actress celebrated for her roles in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and Funny Face, who's recently been honoured with one of Lithuania's highest accolades, and she continues to be a proud ambassador of her Lithuanian heritage as showcased in her best-selling memoir, Consider Your Ass Kiss. And Ruta is with us here. How are you today? Exceedingly well, <laughs> my beautiful young friend. You <laughs> You are so handsome and so adorable and so loquacious. My Ooh. goodness, what a great gift of gab you have. Yes, I'll have to look up the word loquacious after we've done. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you tell us a bit about your family's history and the challenges that they faced in Lithuania? Yes, I, I can. And I know that you lovely people of Great Britain have taken in a great many of the people that wanted to get away from the communist boot and heel and have taken them into your wonderful country. God bless you Brits. Um, I was um, born of Lithuanian parents, as you said, who wanted to emigrate to the United States back in 29, but the quotas were closed. And therefore, my father took a job in Canada working in the wheat fields where he had to take a contract for a year working in the wheat fields of Saskatchewan, one of the provinces of Canada, and then a year later, after he'd saved enough money, he brought my mother over and I was eventually born in Montreal, Canada. And of course, my parents always thought that I was Lithuania's answer to Shirley Temple <laughs> because my mother would, you know, they, they worked very hard for every penny they had and they could go to the movies once in a while. And so she saw Shirley Temple and my mama would say, oh, my daughter can do that. <laughs> And then she can sing. Anyway, we couldn't get into the United States again. The quotas were closed because this was after the war. And my mother had tried all through the war to find her family and discovered, much to her dismay after the war, that her parents, her aged parents, had been shipped off to Siberia. Why? Nobody knew. They were not the teachers, the actors, the authors, the, the writers, the professors. They were little farm folk, but they were exported to Siberia. 
And my grandfather died en route to Siberia. My grandmother didn't even know because they took my grandfather off at one of the stations. When they took off his boots, the flesh came off with them. His legs had frozen on the cattle car that they were being deported on. And my mother eventually found my grandmother, thanks to the Red Cross, in Siberia. And my mother used to send packages to Siberia to help sustain them. And they were allowed to send 40 pounds, a pound of butter, a, a pound of lard, a, a pound of coffee, a pound of tea, and, and some old clothes they were permitted to send. And my mother used to roll up dollar bills or $10 bills or once in a while, even a hundred if she could get it together and sew them into the seams of different shoulders and whatnot on these old clothes and then send letters, which took six and eight weeks to, to move. You know, maybe shoulder pads are not fashionable in, in uh, Siberia, take them out, you know, whatever. Anyway, it was these packages that helped sustain them and their lives. And my grandmother literally hitchhiked across Siberia to find other relatives and family members that had been deported. Eventually, they were permitted to go back to Lithuania. And my grandmom never learned to read or write. She never went to school. So my aunt that was living with her took care of her and wrote the letter saying thank you for all the packages we had sent. Uh, thank you for the clothes that we sent for her to be laid out in. That was very important to a little Lithuanian lady, any European lady, to have the clothes to be buried in. And she was saying goodbye because she was told that she was going to die. She had a heart problem. I came home from work at Warner Brothers that day and found my mother in a spate of tears. And I joined my mother in, in weeping for the one remaining grandparent that I didn't even know if she was alive or dead that I would have had that I would never meet. I went out with friends that night, Toby, and the more wine they poured at dinner, the more obvious it became to all of us, especially me, that I had to do something quite dramatic and different. So in the middle of the morning, you know, at about two or whatever it was in the morning that I thought was a decent hour for Moscow, I placed a call to Khrushchev. Wow. And in those days, you're too young to know, but we used to have here in the United States, a person to person calling. You paid twice as much for the party when you got them, but you didn't pay for them if you didn't get them. So that oh. seemed logical to me. So I got on the phone and I said to the American operator, I want to talk to Nikita Khrushchev, the Kremlin, Moscow, USSR. And that miserable twit said, how do you spell Khrushchev? <laughs> Does anybody know where the ch and the chi and the c's go? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, this went on for hours, and the telephone operator in Moscow would come back saying, no, it's not possible, not available. Blah. This kept going for hours. In the meantime, I started calling the Russian embassy in Washington at six in the morning for me, but nine in the morning for them. And no matter who I talked to, whether it was the cook, the dishwasher, the upstairs maid, nyet, 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 couldn't talk to anybody. Finally, the operator in Moscow called back and said, Miss Lee, Mr. Khrushchev no speak it English. You speak it with Warsaw. He is the interpreter for Khrushchev. And I finally, I was beginning to sober up by now, said, yes, fine. He got on and he said, oh, Miss Lee, we know all about you here in the Soviet Union. We run your movies here all the time. We know you. We like you. What can I do for you? 
And I said, I want to come to Lithuania. You had to be a very high party official to go to any of those satellite countries that were under the thumb of the communist Russians. He And I said, I want to come. And what's more, I want to bring my parents who have not been there in 35 years. And the our embassy had told me, don't take your parents because they could be detained as primary citizens of the Soviet. I thought, no, no, no. God is not going to be so cruel. So I asked for permission. And he said, well, why don't you speak to your congressman or your senator? And by now I was really getting testy because I was sober. He <laughs> said, what in hell does my senator have to do with traveling in your country? I. This is not political. This is a matter of the heart. I don't know if my grandmother is alive or dead. I'll go to her gravesite if she's dead, but I want to come and to bring my parents. He sort of fuffled around a little bit and then said, call the embassy in 30 minutes. And I thought, oh, Toby, I thought, here we go again. Again, <laughs> I'm getting the fast shuffle. I'll, t- I'll talk to everybody again and get yet. This time after my 30 minute wait, I called back and I was immediately connected to the first secretary. It happened to be Lithuanian. Wow. And I am of Lithuanian descent. And of course, I speak the language. Yeah. So we had a nice long conversation and I'll cut this long story a little shorter by saying within 48 hours, my parents and I were on a flight to Moscow, then doubling back to Lithuania for the first time in 35 years for my folks. We found my grandmother who had been miraculously moved from the little village up on the Baltic Sea where she was down to Kaunas, the second biggest city in Lithuania. And she was being miraculously taken care of in in a wonderful hospital, hospital, great staff, great doctors, great everybody. They didn't even have aspirin. That's how wonderful the Soviet system was. Mm. No aspirin. But they all gathered to meet the Americans who had arrived, and it was miraculous <laughs> that all of this happened. So I'm very, very grateful to all of the people that were praying and pulling all sorts of strings for me on my way to Lithuania so that this would happen. Wow. What was the most poignant moment for you during that reunion? I think the most poignant was, of course, seeing my grandmother for the first time. And there sat this 90-some-odd-year-old lady, toothless, beaming a great big huge smile. And everybody, including myself, everybody around me is weeping copious tears from the joy of all of this happening. And she's smiling and she's saying, what have I got to cry about? Look what I've got. And six months later, I went back to get her, Toby. And when we were getting on a plane, she had never seen a plane, never mind been on one. We're at the airport and I said to her as we were getting up, are you afraid to fly? And she looked at me quizzically and she said, well, the plane goes up, doesn't it? I said, yes. And she said, well, that's nearer heaven and God. What do I have to be afraid of? Now, that to me is a poignant moment. The most poignant with my grandmother was when we finally in America got off the plane and we landed and they didn't have jetways then, Toby, just the stairs coming down. And my grandmother went down the stairs, dropped to her knees, kissed the ground and said, Allo America. Wow. It was something that she had dreamed of all of her life. Hmm. I tear up every time I think about it. It just to me was such a moment. Yeah. We are, we are all so blessed to live in free countries 
and we get so critical of our own countries and our own people and our own leadership when we are so blessed that we should drop to our knees everywhere that we are, that we are not under the communist boot and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, your grandmother, as you say, had a dream of America that never wavered, even in such adversity. So how do you think her unwavering hope and determination has continued to inspire you today? From her and my grandparents and thereby through my parents came a very, very solid work ethic. Uh, I don't work hard at getting a job, which I should. I just work hard when I get the job. Yeah. And, and I work hard at... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns giving back the only way that I know how. Debbie Reynolds, my my sister in charity and my sister in, in life, not by blood, but by choice, um, taught me a great lesson. And that was that you can ask anybody in this world for anything, providing it's not for yourself. Yeah. And so I, I, I do give back through the Thalians the best way I know how. But unwavering was the, the, the right word you used, Toby, in talking about my grandmother's dream of always being here stayed there. And, and it was she passed that on to her daughter, my mother. And so therefore, I have to salute my mother for being unwavering in her efforts. It took a great deal of effort to get through the Red cross and through anybody to find them and do what they had to do. And that tenacity and the strong feeling that I have about being blessed not to be born in a communist system um, led me to make many, many, many um, broadcasts, Voice of America broadcasts into the Soviet Union, where it was illegal to have a law, a shortwave radio. You you couldn't you couldn't if anybody caught your radio, not only would they take it away from you, you'd go to jail for it. That's the kind of system that it was. And young people 
your age and younger are not aware of what a communist system does. Oh, it promises you a great deal, but delivers nothing, which is the problem. And, and oh, it, it's, it's horrendous. But that kind of drive is uh, what kept us going and keeps me going to this day. And I, I was surprised that the Soviets let me into the country knowing all the anti-communist broadcasts that I had made through the years. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I still have to keep making them. But now I have to keep making them to my own country because of this whole socialism business. But this is not a political show. This is an entertainment show. And uh, we will talk about things more entertaining than living under the communist system. Yes. And you returned to Lithuania in 2019 as the principal speaker for the Women's Day Convention. What was that like? Because I suppose Lithuania would be almost a completely different country. Entirely different. Oh, Toby, when I was there the first time and the second time, it was gray and dark and dismal. Everything had this gray pall over it. And there were so many alcoholics in the streets, and I could understand why. It was the only touch of warmth, I think, that you could get, especially if it was homemade booze, you know, which is all anybody could afford. And it was gray and miserable. And after those beautiful young people of your age put their lives on the line and were killed against put their lives on the line against Soviet tanks to free Lithuania, and it was freed. It was like guardian angels came and fluttered their wings, and all of a sudden, it it shone. It was a glowing, beautiful country, as so many people now get to see because they get to go to Lithuania freely. And yeah. it's lovely, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful. And I, I just had a great, great time revisiting Lithuania under the free system. Wow, what a difference. And you're a celebrity ambassador to Lithuania now. So how do you view your role there? I am pretty hot stuff in Lithuania. <laughs> I, I'm, I wish I were as big a star in my own Los Angeles and California <laughs> and the USA as I am in Lithuania. I'm very, very much appreciated there. I, I take that back. I'm appreciated here too, and I'm yeah. grateful for what I've got. It gave me the opportunity to do anything that I wanted in life. But uh, in Lithuania, it's quite wonderful. I mean, I go down the street and I hear people buzzing about me as I go along, you know. Uh, so it's, it's quite wonderful. And I try to do for Lithuania a lot. And of course, I, I was awarded very high honors, the highest honors Lithuania can give a citizen yeah. by the, the then president, Adamkus. And that's a great story, too, of how his family took him out as a child when they saw the onset lot of the Russians coming and they knew they had to get out if they wanted to live freely. And uh, they wound up in the United States through somebody that underwrote you know, their passage or whatever. And uh, he became a very, very successful businessman in Chicago and then thought what he could do to help people in the world. And he went back and became president of Lithuania. Wow. So I was awarded highest honors from him. And through him, I met what would then be what would become the next president of Lithuania, and that is Gitanas Nauseda, who is now president of Lithuania. And uh, they were he and his beautiful wife, the first lady, 
were at my home for lunch just a couple of days ago or a week ago. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Time flies so quickly. But uh, what was interesting is that both presidents and myself, above all, came from very peasant backgrounds. So they are now high-tone people in high-tone places, but they come from very lowly and meager beginnings. And it is so nice to know that your presidents really have heart because they came from nothing. Yeah. And all your experiences have culminated in your memoir, Consider your ass kiss, which is a powerful title. So what is the significance behind that title and what can we expect from the book? Well, first of all, the title comes from a very honest, straight from the heart, true expression that I've used forever. I've been in fundraising for, we've been Hollywood for mental health. Debbie Reynolds and I ran this organization for almost 70 years. And um, whenever somebody gave me $5, $50, $500, $500,000, the very bottom of my heart, all I could do was say, oh, please consider your ass kissed. Wow. And if there are people who get even slightly offended by the word ass, I say, listen, if Jesus could ride into Jerusalem on his ass, I can kiss it. <laughs> Hence, don't get us distressed by anything. Stop it. I'm so grateful. So it's from, it's a thank you to anybody who bought the book, anybody who ever turned on a television vision set because I was going to be on or went to a movie theater because I was there or came to a theater to see me in a production because I was performing. All I could do is say from the bottom of my heart, consider your ass kissed. And I mean it to you, Toby, as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. And what else are you working on other than this memoir? Do you have other projects coming up? Well, yes, actually, I have a very big project coming up. And my assistant is sitting over here in, in the room with me and, and my uh, my friend that helped me put it together that lives in Texas are going to have to be prepared. I, I have paid my grandmother in, in this book of mine. Oh, you asked me what was in it. Lots of wonderful stories about lots of great people in Hollywood. Um, a little bit of spicy stories, but mostly <laughs> loving stories and very honest. I'm, uh, I mean, what you see is what you get. Uh, so that that's that. But I gave my grandmother and this story that I semi-recounted very short shrift, one chapter, because it was about Hollywood that I was writing. And I have promised myself that I will do a total book on my grandmother and what happened to her, what happened to my grandfather, what happened to the rest of our family, how many survived, how many are still alive, and, and you know, what has happened. Uh, so that's my next real work project. Um, hopefully I will still, I, I'm appearing again with my nightclub act Ooh. in Palm Springs coming up uh, in February. And I did it last year and it was great fun. So I'm going to do it again, but that's work. Yeah. But nothing, nothing is the work that authoring a book is. That to me is really hard work. Not recounting the stories that you can pull those up, but selecting what, what you keep, what goes out, what you, you don't want to throw the baby out with bathwater. You know, no. and that's exactly what happens when you're editing a book. So um, the book is really going to take an effort by getting my act together and getting my singing and dancing together is going to take a little act together. I'm not doing obviously as much television. I'm doing a lot of guesting on wonderful shows like yours. 
but not not a hell of a lot anymore because I'm not a leading lady anymore. You know, I'm I'm an old dame now. <laughs> yeah. Dame. Oh, Joan, I wish I were a dame. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm a much older lady now, and and the parts are not written for me, and I don't want to play haggard old broads, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. because I still think I have a little kick left in my life. So um, God is good; God will provide. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with everything you're working on, and of course, find your memoir? Please do. It's it's such a fun book. It's a fun read, it, and I have lots of wonderful pictures in it uh, that uh, you'll I'll share with you that are great fun of all sorts of Hollywood people that you know and love. And uh, so I, I hope you'll pick it up and, and read it. And and do, if you do, consider your asked gift. Yeah. Well, where can we find it? Well, of course, Amazon carries it. Uh, if you want an autographed copy, go to um, LarryEdmonds.com uh, and then just say that, have her sign it to so-and-so uh, because uh, they, they will, he'll come up to the house and I'll sign them to whoever. <laughs> Whoever does it, which is really nice, LarryEdmonds.com, and uh, let me think. Well, of course, Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble. You can order it through Barnes and Noble or at any local bookstore. I don't know about Great Britain where you've got it there. I'll have to come over and find out. I was in England uh, this summer and uh, hope to be back there again next um, <laughs> April, maybe. Oh, nice! London happens to be my my favorite my favorite city in the world. Oh, I love it. Love the theater there. Love the West End. Love the restaurants. Yeah. Love everything about England. Above all, love the Brits. Yes, definitely. We're the best. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you here. It's great to be with you. And, and may the Almighty smile on all of us, even if we don't deserve it sometime. Bye for now, everybody. Hope to see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The throbbing pulse of sound. The Toby Gribben 